3: Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who does not speak to dead people. Uh, Joe Biden auditioning for a role in The Sixth Sense at the White House yesterday. And Karine Jean-Pierre putting on the goalie pads because she took a lot of shots from the press but either way, you slice it.
2: We have a president that is clearly not all there. Of
3: course, that is not the top news story. Uh, it is not top of mind, as KJP might say, uh, so much as the hurricane damage down in Florida from Hurricane Ian, which has rocked the great state of Florida. We're going to be joined uh, at the tippy top of the show today by superstar Congressman Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. If you'd like to get in before him uh, in BBD's opening act, 888 uh, 888- Seven eight eight nine nine one zero. The rules are uh, always the same every day, but especially uh, emphasizing them after something like a hurricane that has left 2.5 million people without power. Hey, 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 be a Republican, be a Democrat. If you want to call in, all we ever ask is just don't be a That is all. Okay, if you've been watching the images on the news overnight, uh, it is very powerful stuff. I mean, it's really heavy to watch. We're being told 2.5 million people are without power. Uh, We've seen dueling estimates on what the death toll could be. We don't actually have an accurate one for you right now. Uh, The earlier reports that were making the rounds... We're not about uh, people that had actually died. We cannot confirm that, uh, and we're obviously praying for the lowest fatality count imaginable. But in the aftermath of a historic storm like that, as the rescue operations get underway, you do start to get clarity around how many people are trapped in homes and sadly how many people are no longer alive in those homes. It's a heavy time to be. So as a guy who gets on the air every day and tries to use the show as some type of a source for good, uh, you know, Days like today really put us to the test because there's a lot of divisive stuff going on in our politics. And believe me, the Biden stuff, you know, with him talking yesterday about a woman who's not even alive anymore. Biden's lost his marbles. I mean, it's just a sad reality that we're going to have to get into in this hour. Uh, Chadwick Moore is going to stop by. Uh, We're also going to talk with comedian Dave Landau later on because, you know, listen, it's a mess down in Florida. They do need our help. Uh, One of the best ways I have found to help is, you know, in my background as a comedian is, you know, for a lot of people, comedy is a coping mechanism. That doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and tell jokes about Florida. Hell no. I need to keep this job, dang it. Uh, But the point is we're going to do our regular show and just try to separate fact from fiction along the way and keep the mood where we like it on this program. Because, you know, sadly, even in a time of a hurricane, you don't have a lot of ports in the political storm. You know, there's people screaming and yelling about climate change. It drove me crazy. They did it all day yesterday. It's like, we're coming on the air, thing hasn't even hit ground. And we're getting yelled at by people on The View about Ron DeSantis and his attitude towards climate change. The View is awful. Oh, they're the worst. But I got to tell well I don't know if they're the worst. They're up there. I mean, there's a lot of stiff competition. Let me give you this really quick. This is Bill Weir from CNN. And he's straight up blaming global warming. Yo, we don't have any proof this is linked to global warming or climate change. In fact, global warming isn't a thing because the temperature is cooling in most of the world. In fact, he used the wrong terminology. Okay, the reason they came up with the term climate change. Is because they had sold us global warming for 10 years, but it didn't actually warm, so they had to change. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. Of course, today is Throwback Thursday, so here's Bill Weir going back to the old term, clip six.
4: I'm just in front of the memorial for Hurricane Charlie, which in 2004... devastated this town and sent a wake-up call to this community about the threats of living on the coast in a rapidly warming planet. Uh, as a result of that storm, they were the first community in Florida to put in a climate adaptation plan, a sea-level coastal resiliency plan that they've are you know, have been working on for years now, and this will be the test. Uh, it's hard to build power lines or, or building codes for 17-foot storm surge, though. That's the the crazy variable here right now no one has ever seen that so we don't know what that looks like but this is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time and now we get to see it out close
3: i mean don't
2: you have any respect for yourself
3: we don't have just to be clear any connection between this hurricane and climate change in fact Hurricanes have been going on for millions of years. Long before they started using terms like global warming and climate change, we had hurricanes. We had hurricanes of this magnitude. We had hurricanes bigger than this magnitude. And I'm not trying to downplay the significance or the damage from Hurricane Ian. It's obviously terrible. But the point is we don't have anything, any data, any evidence, nothing that tells us this is connected to climate change or global warming for that matter. But even if we did, and to be clear, we don't, and I can't emphasize that enough, we do not know that. Nobody knows that. Yesterday you saw Don Lemon get cut off because he had the national hurricane director telling him this wasn't linked to climate change. Don Lemon insisted it was because he grew up in Florida, and he knows the storms are getting worse. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But the bigger point to make here, okay, is regardless of what we do and we don't know, we got to get back to a place – Where there is a time and a place. Okay, right now it's what's the tragedy? How can we advance our agenda? Go get them! Okay, on this show we have a lot of empathy and consideration and compassion for people whose lives have just been destroyed. I'm not forcing my political agenda on them one way or the other. We're about to take a call from a congressman whose district got crushed. Okay, and we're going to try to help in any way we can. You know, on your end, you feel helpless in these situations. Like, what can I really do? Can I send money? Can I help out? I don't know. Okay, the easiest way you can help out, honestly, is to converse about these issues honestly and to keep the politics out of it, because in this moment, especially this moment, we don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We just need less a (laughs) that is all we're back with Byron Donalds after this.
2: Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny?
3: How I mean, funny like I'm a clown.
2: Maybe This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost
5: had it. Hey, folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and as I said at the tippy-top of the show, today is one of those moments where you need calm voices in the huddle. The story I've told you a million times about Joe Montana at the Super Bowl getting ready to lead a game-winning drive and saying to the players, hey, is that John in the, John? Uh, is that John Candy in the stands? And everybody like looked and was like, oh, my gosh, he's looking at people in the stands. And it calmed down the team, and, of course, he led them to victory. Uh, joining us now on the show is as cool and as calm of a voice in the huddle as we have in Congress. He represents the 19th Congressional District of Florida, Representative Byron, Byron Donalds on the show. Yo, BD! Jimmy, how are you? My uh, more importantly, how are you, man? How are you holding up?
6: Uh, I'm good actually. Um, it, my, obviously Southwest yeah. Florida is devastated mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's, we're just doing everything we can assessments basically started this morning with aerial flyovers, mm-hmm. uh, search and rescue is out right now trying to, you know, get people out of their homes if they hunkered down, but were hit with uh, water damage and they were stuck on the second floor. Um, in Lee County right now mm-hmm. the water system is down, the potable water system is completely is completely down. Uh so we're working feverishly to get that stuff back up. Um then the the second thing is then the last part is um we have um uh, five sections of it are completely destroyed. Um yes it's uh, it's 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 very devastating, and then of course the flash flooding which the flash flooding the storm surge which which America saw yesterday
5: this but, man, um our man. our
6: our units are out man our our emergency response units are out um it's all hands on deck Hey. Florida, and we're just working as quickly as we
3: can. Listen, it's heavy. It's heavy to watch. I can't imagine what it's like to actually live it, you know, but we appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time. And one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on is, you know, everybody listening who cares so greatly about the people down there, they want to help. I mean, I don't know in what ways people can help in this moment, but is there anything you can suggest uh, from up here?
6: Well, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, um, and this is working. Uh, the first lady of Florida, Casey DeSantis, she's actually coordinating a lot of private aid. For people okay. who want to donate to the recovery efforts, please go to Florida Disasterfund.org. That's Florida Disasterfund dot org. Mm-hmm. Um, that is being um that, that those funds are going directly towards disaster assistance um, in the area. And I believe the governor said sometime this morning. They've already raised $2 million and raising more by the second. So, you know, for your listeners, anybody that wants to make a donation to help with the recovery efforts, yep. Florida Disaster org. All
3: right, that's great. We're talking to Representative Byron Donald from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. He uh, was kind enough to give us a few seconds of his time. Um, is your team, is your family, is everybody safe?
6: Yeah, my family's safe. Uh, everybody's safe and healthy. My team. Uh, they're all safe, I was making calls to my team today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, self-service in Lee County is mostly down. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of areas where you can actually make calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing for people who are listening, who still have radio access and are listening, uh, number one, please stay off the roads as much as you can. I know there's always when these storms pass, it's always tempting mm-hmm. to get out on the road and survey and see what's going on. But mm-hmm. we we're trying to just make sure the roads are clear for emergency personnel to get to places they need to get to. Secondarily, there are down power lines. We don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, Jimmy, it's not the actual storm; it's yeah. people venturing around after the storm. Mm-hmm where lives are lost. Yeah. Uh, we know that there are people with generators who have generators that they want to use. We yeah. ask them to make sure that they're outside, yep. not in a garage, not with the window open. They need to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing. And, uh, and yeah. then the last part is, um, really, and really the last part is, Jimmy, if you're not in the area, if you evacuated from Southwest Florida, please don't come back right now. Please wait while we're triaging the area. Um, I know people want to get back and check on their property. I completely understand that. But it's just not a really, it's not, there's really no infrastructure is really in place in terms of water, um, in terms of electricity. And so if you, if you evacuated, please, uh, please try to stay out for at least so we can get a better understanding of what's actually going on.
3: For for sure. And the only thing I would just add to that is I have a lot of crazy cousins down there, and it's worth mentioning. You don't need to be filming videos in the water. I have those cousins that will try to water ski or swim and, you know, stuff like that. It's my understanding it's dangerous to be in the water right now, too, because you really don't know what's in it.
6: Well, yeah, you don't know if it's a power line. Uh-huh. Frankly, you don't know if what alligators or sharks actually <laughs> Of this water because you had a lot of Gulf water that came up. Yeah. Um, you're not sure about bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. You're not sure if there's oil or gasoline in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, gates do not get in this standing water. It's not safe. It's not healthy. That's nice. um, so that's essentially the, the advice yep. I would have right now for well, people. Well, it's good. Um, You know, I've been through this once with Hurricane Irma. We'll get through this too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to work hard, and we're going to rebuild, and we're going to recover. That's what we do.
3: And we're going to have you back every step of the way, big man. Uh, it's FloridaDisasterFund.org. Uh, we'll be, you know, pushing it all day today during the show. Stay safe down there, man. And if you guys need anything, obviously have your team reach out, and we'll get on the case right away. Absolutely. Thank you, Jimmy. You're the best. There he goes. The representative, right. Byron Donalds, from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. Uh, as good of a guest as we ever have on this show, but it's a somber day to have him on. And, uh, you know, it's a reminder, man, there's real humanity hanging in the balance. You hear things like sharks floating around in standing water. We just don't know. Alligators, oil, power lines. Okay, that's the world he's living in right now. It's like a zombie apocalypse down there right now. And there are people out there trying to push, you know, well, climate change. Shut up. Do you think anybody cares? Think anybody's house that just floated down the street wants to hear your political views right now? It's like when guys corner you and talk to you about their fantasy football teams. Well, you know, my defense would have got nine points, but the way you – Shut up! Will you shut up? Nobody cares, okay? And that's the bigger point that needs to be made today. If you want to help, Disasterfund.org. If you're not in a position to donate, which is completely understandable, um, you can also help by shutting up. Today is not a day to dump your politics on these poor people. Okay, if you noticed, if you watch Ron DeSantis on with Tucker last night, there was no political fighting. If you just listen to Byron Donalds with me, there's no, you know, you believe these Democrats? Some days are bigger than politics, man. What they're going through, it's bigger than politics. It just is, you know. So I try to remind people. You know, we've got a lot to get into. And believe me, I'm going to talk a lot of politics, but I'm not going to spend all day politicizing the storm. Oh, my gosh. I I did. Nothing drives me crazier. Oh, there was a shooting. And everybody just starts yelling at the NRA or yelling at some Republican lawmaker. The guy didn't do it. Let's, you know, talk about who should be held accountable, which, you know, when it comes to stuff like shootings, I believe is the individual. But when it comes to like a hurricane. okay, these people need help right now. They're trying to get their lives back together. Okay, their communities have no infrastructure, no cell service, no electricity. Okay, they're in a really bad spot right now. And I just, I promise, okay, they're not sitting down there going, if only some pundit could give me a political lecture right now. I mean, we can't get the TV on, there's no power. But if only we could get the TV plugged into the wall and some pundit could come on and yell at us about our governor's political views, you know, that would really help. You know, it's a really dumb time to be alive. That part does drive me crazy. So I'll give you the website again. It's Florida Uh if you want to donate. That's the fund started by Casey DeSantis. Uh, she is the wife of the governor, Ron DeSantis, uh, who said last night on Tucker, flat out, you know, now is really not the time, okay, for politics. I'll work with anybody who wants to help. Here is DeSantis, clip two.
0: So I actually spoke with the president, and he said he, he wants to be helpful. So we did submit a request for reimbursement for the next 60 days at 100 uh, percent. That's uh, significant uh, support, but it's a significant storm. So we haven't heard back from it, but I'm actually cautiously optimistic that we do. I mean, as you say, Tucker, we live in a very politicized time. But, you know, when people are fighting for their lives, when their whole livelihood is at stake, when they've lost everything, uh, if you can't put politics aside for that, uh, then you're just not going to be able to. So I'll work with anybody who wants to help the people of southwest Florida and throughout our state.
3: Amen. Home run. Common cause, man. Okay, my whole show is common cause. I say it every day. I'm not an activist, I'm a talk show host. I want everybody to feel welcome and maybe we make some progress on American issues, because the joke of it is, you know, Republicans get mad at Democrats, Democrats get mad at Republicans. Okay, we all laugh at libertarians, but the point is, okay, we all are on the same American team, and as the country goes, we go. And this idea of relentless political infighting has really sent the country to hell in a handbasket. OK, the way back is to embrace things like common cause. We didn't do it for covid. OK, we didn't. OK, covid was Trump fought the virus. Republicans fought the virus. Democrats fought them. That was disgusting. OK, and in the aftermath of covid is, you know, the restrictions came and the mandates and everything in between. Yes, Democrats, I believe some of them were doing what they thought was best to fight the virus and Republicans were vi- fighting them. You know, a lot of our freedoms were getting upended along the way, but we weren't playing team ball. Okay, sadly, the last time I saw us play team ball was 9-11. Man, nobody ran into the towers going, who'd you vote for? They just ran in trying to save lives. And, you know, stuff like natural disasters are an opportunity to get back to playing team ball. So we will do that. You know, that's the goal of the show today. Maybe not in the next break because I've got a lot to say about the president of the United States talking to dead people yesterday. Biden's lost his marbles. It's a mess and we have to discuss it because back to the hole as the country goes, we go. Uh, Well, right now, as the country goes, it's being led by a guy who's talking to dead people. Not ideal. Okay, the vice president is over uh, in the DMZ praising our strategic alliance with North Korea, which is not a thing. It's South Korea. We're going to have to get into all of that uh, when we come back on Fox Across America.
2: It's America's life coach Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon It's the horror film that's ruining the country
7: Joe Biden stars in The 46th Sense I see dead people Our 46th president has lost his mind and he's communicating with the dead
4: Jackie are you here?
7: And if that weren't scary enough, his stupid staffers thinks it's fine.
1: That is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there.
7: Democrats have always had spending problems. But this senile senior is sending a stack of dead presidents to dead people. They're going to be getting checks
4: in the mail that are consequential this week.
7: The 46th cents. Pay them more. Now playing at the White House and coming soon to a 25th Amendment near you.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And yes, we have been updating uh, the rescue efforts on the ground in Florida from Hurricane Andrew. But uh, sadly, it is not the only disaster facing our country right now. Uh, Joe Biden had himself a bit of a day at the White House yesterday.
1: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: Okay, yesterday was significant, not because Biden, you know, spoke to a dead person who wasn't actually alive in the room to interact with him. We've seen these things before. We've seen him shake hands with invisible people. We once watched this guy fall three times on the way up the stairs to Air Force One. I say it all the time. Joe Biden is the only guy you know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done.
4: You know, the rapidly rising in uh, um, uh, with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh,
3: Again, this guy is sending in the punt team on second down. In any other era you take away his car keys in this era, we gave him the nuclear codes to our weapons arsenal. That can't be good. It's not good. But the reason yesterday was significant, it wasn't because we had never seen this sort of thing before. If we had never seen it before, everybody would have kept on walking. Nobody would have cared. The problem is we've seen it so many times. We've seen so many of these speeches end where he takes longer to get off the stage than he spent on stage giving the speech. There was a video yesterday where Jill Biden comes up and gets him and says, you've got to go that way. And then he turns around and looks around. And then he just kind of shuffles his way towards the stage exit and then stops and looks around again. There are days, fair or unfair, where the guy just doesn't know where he is. It's a hard thing to watch. But yesterday, when he was speaking out about Uh, Jackie Walorski, the late great Jackie Walorski, a Republican representative who died in a car crash tragically in August, you understand he was speaking about somebody that he had previously acknowledged had died. He was speaking about somebody that he has a bill on his desk to honor her and name a federal building after her. He was speaking about somebody that he knew for all intents and purposes had died months ago. Okay, so to journalists in the room who do normally look the other way, they don't want to hold the Democrat accountable. But what happens is uh, journalists, the media, they're very transactional. And what I mean is they're all die in the wool. Democrats love Democrats do anything they can for the Democrats. Okay, a good example of that would be our former New York governor, Hansy Andy Cuomo. Andy, Andy. Okay, the media loved Cuomo in the run up to the 2020 election. Because he was a useful idiot. They were building him up as a means of tearing down Donald Trump. And they were willing to completely overlook the fact that he had signed an executive order that were getting seniors killed because he was mandating that nursing homes take people infected with the coronavirus to live with the most vulnerable segment of our population. Use your common sense. And it's not only stupid, but it's criminal because he gave the nursing homes and the hospitals that complied with the executive order criminal and civil immunity, meaning, hey, you might not want to go along with this, but don't worry. You won't get sued. You can't go to jail. Okay, does anybody give you criminal and civil immunity if they plan on doing something legal? The answer would be no. No. And the media was willing to overlook that. He, oh, wait, what are we going to do? We're going to kill a few you know, thousand senior citizens? No big deal. The guy got caught outed by his own top aides, okay, writing down the death toll in nursing homes because he wanted to sell a book and he wanted to get the biggest advance possible. And the media knew that was a story in the run-up to the 2020 election and didn't touch it either because they needed Cuomo, okay? When the election came and went and Cuomo was me-tooed, And he was no longer politically expedient for the media to be associated with. They're like, yeah, whoever liked Cuomo in the first place? I can't stand this guy. We got to get him out of here. That's just how white folks will do you. Same thing they're doing now with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is polling at his historically low rate. He's at 39 percent. Okay. And the media that propped him up before the election is going into a transactional place now where they realize they don't benefit from an association with this unpopular thing. So they will eventually chase this guy out of town. Yesterday might have been one of the beginnings of those efforts because after Joe Biden called out to a woman in the room who wasn't alive, the media would not take – Karine Jean-Pierre's non-answers as answers. Okay, let me give you this. Here's the Biden clip quick. It's clip 12.
4: And so many of you know so much about this as well and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here.
3: Have you ever had a checkout uh, if he has had a checkup, we don't know. The White House doctor has never been made available to questions from the press. Think about that. First time Donald Trump got a physical, if you remember, White House doctor Ronnie Jackson was like, you know, basically it's like in a paintball war. Like they're just shooting everything they could at the guy. They wouldn't accept any of his answers. Trump is is healthy. Oh, hell No. What do you mean he's healthy? No, he's he's good. He's, you know, weighs 270 pounds. He's, you know, good heart rate. No, it's not. You're lying. We want to see the report. They saw the report and still wouldn't accept the answers in the report. Okay, in Biden's instance, you don't get the report. You don't get access to the White House doctor. And up until now, nobody said a word. The media is a bunch of losers, but they're tired of losing on this one. So they started to the press back. Here is the press conference. Here is Kareem Jean-Pierre trying to explain away Joe Biden going full sixth sense and seeing dead people. Clip 13.
4: What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Well, so- what ha-
1: So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome. The congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be uh, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday.
7: Don't change the subject. Just answer the <laughs> question.
3: <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, she was
3: on top of mind. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, if you know me, okay, I'm, spare ribs are always on the top of my mind, okay? But I'm not walking around the room talking to them, okay? It's crazy, okay? She is uh, in a really tough spot here because what she doesn't anticipate is the pushback from the press. Here's a little bit more. Here's clip 14.
4: If the late congresswoman was top of mind for the president and her family was expected to be here and that's what he was thinking about, what, what was he looking for? I'm not, I'm not trying to be
1: i here.
4: No, I mean, and I'm saying no, what he said there.
1: And again, I think people can understand. I think the American people out there who, you know, watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment will understand when someone is at top of mind. Uh, and uh, and this was such an important uh, such an important event when we're talking about hunger, when we're talking about food insecurity, when we're talking about these champions, these congressional champions who were in the room, who have worked in a bipartisan way. Uh, We know we don't talk much about bipartisan actions that we see in Congress at this time. And as he was naming folks, he, she was on top of mind, and he understands and knew that she was, he was going to see uh, her family on Friday uh, for this bill signing. Uh, Again, I don't think it's all that unusual. Uh, To have someone top of mind, especially as there's a big event.
3: Come on, don't bullshit me. What do you mean she's on top of mind? The point is, she's not alive. Okay, not only is she not alive, but this guy's about to sign a bill naming a building after her. This is a guy who in August released a statement acknowledging her death. Okay, it's not about being on the top of mind. The reason the press is pushing back, don't kid yourself for a second, ma'am. Okay, and again, it'd be one thing if we've never seen this before out of the guy. We see this every day out of the guy. This goes all the way back to the campaign trail.
4: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing.
3: So you understand, okay? it's not new. What's new is the press showing a little bit of interest in it. And why are they showing interest in it? Because they realize at some point it becomes detrimental to them. To stand by what everybody else knows is rightfully a bad situation. I think he's got a point. Okay, that's what this is. It's why Biden's approval rating plummeted after Afghanistan is a good example of that. When Biden and the White House decided, instead of accepting responsibility for this, firing a couple of generals and saying, hey, this is a tragedy, this is a disaster, we'll do better next time, they got on TV with a straight face and talked about how successful the mission was. After 13 service members died— Okay, thousands of Americans got trapped behind enemy lines. And oh, by the way, the Taliban, a terror group, is now sitting with $85 billion of our weapons. This could be a problem. It's a big problem. Okay, and everybody knew it because they were watching the TV footage of people clinging to the wheels of cargo jets, of families desperately heaving their babies over fences, not knowing who would catch them, just trusting that whoever did would get their baby out of Afghanistan. and go on to a better life anywhere in the world is better than Afghanistan. Think about that. You had a baby, okay? It's your baby. you love the baby, okay? It's a baby. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine a world where you're literally throwing the baby over a barbed wire fence because anyone catching it is going to be better than the situation you and your baby would be in should it grow up under Sharia law and the Taliban? That's where people were. That's what we were watching on the news. And the White House made the decision to get on TV and talk about it being a successful mi- mission.
0: Don't be thick,
3: all right? We all knew it. Don't be thick. But that's exactly what they did. And in this instance, KJP's having the same problem. She's trying to tell these people that are incredulous. Yo, you can't say the guy was having a moment or was thinking the a prompter. He's talking about dead people that aren't there. And again... If it was the first time we had what we call a gaffe, everybody would be like, "Yeah, of course, we all have those dumb moments from time to time." But this is the hundredth gaffe. Okay, let me give you one more. This is uh, clip sixteen. Could you be prepared to release the prepared
8: remarks that the president had in teleprompter, just so we can understand.
1: Uh, I'm not understanding why why that would be would be necessary. We always share uh, the remarks that the president uh, had. Um, uh, even you know delivered that's probably going to be up on the website. Uh, not really sure what that has to do with anything. I just answered the question about her being on top of mind. I don't think that's any that's unusual. I feel like many of us have gone through uh, that particular uh, you know time where someone is on top of mind and you call them out
3: I mean listen, you got to admire. <laughs> <laughs> the commitment <laughs> to trying to sell this to people, but nobody's watching it going, no, no, she's on, you know, they're all watching it going. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Here's one more.
1: We need to have.
3: Last one I'll play. This is the John Lennon one that just made me
2: laugh. Uh,
1: unusual scenario there. Marine, I have John
2: Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him
1: When you sign a bill for John (laughs) Lennon Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. ahead. ahead.
0: Girl, please stop talking right now.
3: Did you hear her response? He goes, I have John Lennon on the top of mind every day, but I'm not looking around a room for him because he's not alive. And what does Corrine Jean Pierre say? Well, when you sign a bill for John Lennon, you don't have a clue. I'm telling you, the reason the White House is polling in the position they are, the reason this presidency is a dead end and people are starting to distance themselves is not because we have a president whose elevator goes all the way to the top floor. It's because they refuse to be honest with us about things that are so transparent to everybody else but them. If I had any advice for the White House, that would be it.
5: Stop lying to us.
2: You're riding around with America's cabbie.
5: Taxi!
1: Taxi!
2: You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
3: Oh boy! It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're playing Eclipse of Kareem Jean-Pierre defending Joe Biden's Effort to contact the dead yesterday. Also defending the White House seance. The ladies over at The View. They're crazy. Listen to this one. Sonny Hostin, as dumb as there is a person in television. It's actually kind of inspiring. Few have done more with less. Here she is saying that Biden's moment just means we're the bad guys. Clip 32.
1: You know, I think what it really shows is that this country is so ageist. This country has a problem with age. You know, you go to other countries and our elders are revered. Mm. They're revered because of the knowledge that they have Mm. uh, acquired. And this is a man who has worked in government his entire life. Mm. This is a man who probably had a relationship with this woman. And, yes, she probably was top of mind. I was thinking about my grandmother the other day and, like, almost reached out to call her on the phone. She's been... She passed away five years ago. It could happen to anyone. And I think they need to stop weaponizing... His age. I hate that about this country.
3: That was embarrassing. You know, it's even more embarrassing the audience getting ready to applaud. I mean,
1: come on,
3: man. Not even close. Okay, no one is mad at Joe Biden because of his age. Does that mean they were ageist on The View for having every one of their sexual fantasies of the last five years be about Donald Trump getting impeached? This, honestly think about that? So, so is the view ageist for criticizing Donald Trump every single day of his of his presidency? Come on, dude. Okay, it's not his age; it's his actions. I'll give you an example: the cops. They didn't actually arrest Paul Pelosi because he was seventy-eight. They arrested him because he was point seventy-eight. And that's the same issue with Biden. We don't hate the man. They're not just automatically yelling at anybody who's old. You don't see us yelling at Bernie Sanders for anything other than his policies. It doesn't make us anti-age when we criticize Bernie Sanders. It makes us anti-breadline. Okay, a lot of us listen. I need to lose weight. I don't need to lose a breadline amount of weight. I don't need to lose a socialism uh, amount of weight. So you can't insulate Bernie Sanders against criticisms by saying it's age, just the way you can't insulate Biden from talking to the dead because it's age. He could be ninety-five; we'd be cool with the guy. It's not the it's not the fact that Biden is in his late hundreds. Okay, it's the fact that he talks like he's in his late thousands. Okay, he was speaking to a woman that's not alive. And again. It was the first time he ever did it. We'd all be like, "Yeah, you know, we all have a gaffe." These aren't gaffes, okay? The guy doesn't know his way off stage. The guy is shaking hands with invisible people, okay? We are derelict in our duty as Americans if we're not discussing this. This is my biggest. Oh gosh, it drives me crazy about politics. Okay, is we're at a moment right now. It's not a manufactured moment. This isn't you know Trump's a Russian asset, and they manufactured that out of thin air. And, you know, and this is a call to arms for all of us. No, no, we didn't know that to be true. And when the Mueller probe came and went, it turned out to be demonstrably not true. In this instance, we know Joe Biden doesn't know where he is because you can just ask him. Ah, it's good to be here in Vermont with all of you people today. Mm -hmm. It's New Hampshire, Joe. Happens all the time.
2: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we
3: go. Here we go. It is a big hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Why? So we're going to be rapping with Chadwick Moore, superstar journalist, contributing editor at The Spectator. You remember he was also the man who stole Tucker Carlson's final exam from me.
9: He should be behind bars.
3: Now is no time to relitigate old game show crimes. Uh, It is a time to discuss another all hands on deck moment for our country. Kamala Harris uh, over in the demilitarized zone uh, today on the Korean Peninsula. Yeah, she is actually the good news is she is finally visiting a border. Uh, The bad news is it's not ours. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) But it gets worse, Lincoln Fela who will be joining us on tomorrow's show, Lincoln Fela, to preview his high school football game this weekend. Uh, During her speech, uh, the VP saluted the United States and the strong alliance it has with North Korea. (laughs) I do believe she meant to say the Republic of Korea because that is what we officially refer to South Korea as uh... but this is not golf foreign policy you know you don't get credit for you know close to the hole stuff like that uh... this is her missing uh... by quite a bit on the world stage take it away clip thirty one
2: so the united states shares a very important relationship which is an alliance with the republic of north korea and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring and today there were several demonstrations of just
3: that point. The United States' it's a strong commitment to North Korea. That is a fact-check false. That's rough, man. And I just listen, as an American, we deserve better than this. We as a country, we deserve better. okay than a president who is holding seances. At a White House conference and a vice president that doesn't know who our allies are. But she's in a spiral. I've said this to you before. Kamala Harris, when you watch her in public, she's so uncomfortable in her own skin. And we've all been in spirals in life where you can't do anything right. You, you, know, you convince yourself, what am I doing? I'm a mess. I don't feel like myself. I'm not comfortable. What's going on here? And you get down on yourself and you lose confidence. I mean, believe me, I promise you, I've been there as a guy, you know, does stand-up and everything else, goes on TV and everything in between. Uh, you do have days, you do have weeks where you just don't feel right. But what Kamala has going on right now, uh, it's, re- it's almost difficult to watch. Because she's the vice president of the United States of America. And there's such a glaring lack of confidence every time she opens up her mouth, you know, and says, like, it's time to, you know, get going to where we gotta go because we need to keep doing what we've been doing. And the time is every day. You know, all of the redundancies that come out of her mouth, these are the words of someone who's just not sure of themselves. Like, normally you open your mouth because you have something to say. She opens her mouth in search of something to say, and oftentimes it doesn't end good. Play it one more time, please. Clip 31.
2: So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea, and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring, and today there were several demonstrations of just that point
8: stupid or something
3: i mean we all know the answer to that question okay north korea never mind you know there's a whole media double standard here If you remember when trump went to the dmz they were like oh he's praising dictators he's cozying up to the enemy I can't believe such a thing. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, she's back in the exact same place, and nobody's saying a word. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. The people who are saying a word are basically saying, you know, this girl has no idea what she's doing. It's a bad situation, okay? I don't want to harp on the fact that she's a little dumb because we've been watching it, this whole entire vice presidency. Okay, we were watching it as a candidate. And if anyone's listening for the first time, I want you to understand man. You might not agree with anything coming out of my mouth right now. You're like, who's this jackass? Believe me, I say the same thing every time I look in the mirror. I'm like, you believe this guy? But... The point being is I don't consider you my enemy because we have political differences. I consider you my American teammate. Uh, we all want the same things in this country. You know, you might be Democrat. I might be a Republican. Big deal. We all want to get paid. We all want to get laid.
8: Oh, yes. I've read about that in the
7: Bible.
3: Yeah. OK. You want to keep your family safe, make a couple of bucks, have something to eat, have a few laughs. These are the things we're after in life. Regardless of our political policy, I don't consider you my enemy. But I'm so sick of the cheap cop-out on the left – by people say like, oh, you're just threatened by a strong woman. (laughs) You just hate her because of her race or, you know, her gender. Nobody, no, just not. Not even close. Not even a little, okay? Why is it that when Republicans criticize Kamala Harris, we're threatened by a strong woman, we're racist, we're misogynistic. But when she ran for president... The Democrats had her polling at 1% when she dropped out.
2: Oh, wow.
3: I mean, think about that. If we're racist and misogynist because we take exception to the fact that she doesn't know who our allies are, that she's a border czar that still hasn't visited the border. She hasn't even made a run for the border, like gone to a Taco Bell drive-thru. Nothing with not even a border's books. Okay, I don't know if there's a lot of them left. But the point is... Okay, Kamala Harris is a failure in every aspect of this job. You go, oh, she's historic. We've never had a female vice. Great. But she's also making the strongest case we've ever heard to never do something just because you've never done it before. Okay, I've never put my nuts in a waffle iron. It doesn't mean I should. What the hell did you just say? It's like, come on, man. But when you see her get out there, it's embarrassing the country. And again, we get gaffes. Biden, you know, Kamala, they're just, if they're on your fantasy team, putting up astonishing numbers. They all say weird things. George Bush's gaffes are pronounced nuclear funny or Trump would say silly things on the world stage. Obama certainly wasn't throwing a perfect game. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, these folks are putting up. Big numbers, big numbers, and it's the incompetence that's so terrifying. Like we talk about Biden, he needs to be in a home. He probably does. I mean, he's not good. Okay, the fact that their doctor, the White House doctor, isn't show, isn't coming out to address the public it's a little bit of a tell. You know what I mean? That's yeah, not not necessarily a good sign. It's like when someone's trying to set you up on a blind date and they won't tell you whether or not the person's good looking yeah you know, I got this great guy you got to meet. Oh, really? Is he good looking? He's really silly. You're going to like him. What's he look like? You like movies? He loves movies. You start to realize, OK, we're uh, <laughs> maybe this guy I'm getting set up with on this date.
1: That boy is a P.I.G. pig.
3: OK, that's where you are with Biden. Hey, can the doctor come out and tell us if he's OK? Oh, you'd love the doctor. He's great. Yeah, really fun guy. Well, can he come out and talk about Biden? Hey, you watch movies, right? This, this, yeah, the doctor watches movies. Like, no, no, just can you, I mean. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. And that's what they keep doing. It's the same thing with the border, okay? The border is the leading cause of death in theory because of the fentanyl crossing the southern border. It's the leading cause of death of American adults. Kamala Harris, as the border czar, went 500 miles from the epicenter of the problem And told us the root cause of illegal border crossings was climate change. Climate change. You must have got manure for your brains. No self-respecting person thinks anyone is walking a thousand miles with their family and all of their belongings because they're worried about what the weather's going to do in 50 years, okay? Okay. And they're not being so adversely affected by conditions right now that they're just leaving because they're worried about the weather's doing down there now. Climate change is a grift. Every time liberals say the word climate change, if you look in the politics to English dictionary, what it really means is
0: please give us money.
3: Okay, they're doing it right now with Florida with a hurricane. Oh, hurricanes, climate change in action. You don't know proof that it's climate change. The only proof you have is that you're a shameless buffoon who wants to advance a political agenda. And that's the problem with Kamala. OK, her concern was not solving the border crisis. The, again, fentanyl, the leading killer of American adults, something that's infiltrating and ruining the lives of children now as well. She just wanted to push climate change. Ah, it's climate change. We don't need to build a wall. We need to build a weather vane. That's what we got. It's bad. You got to pay attention. That's what they told us. OK, this is crazy. And we're getting robbed at the border. Human trafficking has become a billion dollar industry for the cartel. You know, when you look at what we're doing around the world in terms of, you know, outsourcing oil production to countries that burn it filthier, you understand we're polluting more by outsourcing our energy production than we would if we actually did it here. These are stupid people is the point I'm trying to make. It goes beyond hypocrisy. It's stupidity. They're telling you we want to save the environment, so we're going to go out and buy solar panels that are manufactured in China, the biggest polluter in the world, by a margin of 10 Okay, we tell you we're all for equality and no one's going to be oppressed under our watch. And then we go out and buy solar panels that are literally made by slaves in China. Think about for all the time Democrats lecture us about slavery. Okay, they're doing business and outsourcing uh, you know, production, manufacturing to countries that still employ slave labor to this very Democrats are so full of crap. None more so than Kamala Harris.
7: From the makers of Where's Waldo comes the children's book that's got the whole country guessing. Introducing Where's Kamala. Is that her
9: fixing the border crisis? No, sweetie.
7: She can't be bothered. Where's Kamala will give your kids hours of entertainment while they look for a vice president who's always missing in action. Is that her programming Joe Biden's teleprompter? No, honey. That's Nancy Pelosi. I should have known by the wine bottle. Let's face it. The White House has her stashed away further than Hunter's laptops.
1: It's a complicated relationship.
7: So don't let your kids spend all day searching for fun things to do. Get Where's Kamala, and they'll be searching forever. This is impossible. I think Biden forgot where
4: he
2: put her.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Chadwick Moore, superstar journalist, contributing editor at The Spectator. He's joining us in the next break. Dave Landau, Diamond Dave, fantastic comic, one of my favorite guys anywhere. He's going to join us in the next hour to talk about the fact that Joe Biden sees dead people. Uh, It's not ideal. (laughs) It's not ideal. They were defending him on The View earlier. Man.
9: If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. I
3: don't think anybody can, but we'll get into that as well. One of the things we're talking about, though, right now is just the basic lack of accountability by this administration. Believe me, if Joe Biden, you know, was doing a good job for this country, I wouldn't care that he's on the verge of getting in front of a microphone and telling us that he's Batman. The problem is he's not doing a good job. You know who else isn't doing a good job as we get 40 days out from the midterms? Okay, the sp- spike in crime in this country, is, it's heartbreaking. I harp on it a lot because it's a real issue. It's a life and death issue. I don't get into a lot of political superficial stuff. I tell you this all the time. It's a lot of culture war garbage I don't care for. Uh, but when it comes to matters of life and death, you know, as, as a regular human being who cares, who spent a lot of time driving a taxi dealing with humans— Uh, I am patently blown away by the lack of interest in this subject from the people responsible for all of these woke bail reforms that are getting people killed. Everything woke turns to Listen to this quick attempt to pass the buck. Okay, this is embarrassing. This is Philadelphia's District Attorney Larry Krasner. Okay, Philadelphia, okay, at this point is where SEAL Team 6 goes to feel scared okay it's bad it's a bloodbath it breaks your heart okay he's asked about it on Fox 29 in Philadelphia and tries to make it a Trump thing I'm not even kidding listen to this it's clip 25
0: maybe it's not working it is working the reality is there are some thousand people killed in 20 months the it is working The reality is when you look at all these different jurisdictions, we've had a devastating blow from the pandemic. And there is absolutely no correlation between being progressive or traditional and the rate of crime. These states in the United States that have a rate of homicide that is 40 percent higher are MAGA states. They are Trump states. I'll say it again. The rate of homicide... In Trump states, as compared to Biden states, take all 50 of them, is 40% higher. You know, Republicans say the opposite. It's all the blue. Republicans lie. I mean, let's just get down to it. Republicans lie. That is what they do. Eight of the 10 cities with not. Well, okay, that's right. Not all of them do, but the MAGA ones do. Eight out of 10 of the most violent cities are Trump cities. Like, we got to get real about this. Facts
2: matter. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Okay,
3: just so we're clear. Nine, 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 nine of the top 10 cities in the country, nine of the top 10 cities in the country with the highest murder rates, all have Democratic mayors, nine of the top 10. Okay, when he gets out there and tries to make this a Trump thing, I want you to understand what the indifference to real loss of life is with true career politicians i really want you to think about this okay he's being asked should we change the policies people are dying left and right his response is but trump what a trump a republicans this is the biggest schmuck i've ever met you understand what a piece of garbage he is because in that moment He's saying, let's change the subject. Let's get mad at Republicans. Yo, Krasner, you're not the DA anywhere but in Philadelphia, where the murder rate has skyrocketed. Talking about Republicans doesn't bring any of these people back to life. It doesn't help any of these grocery store owners getting hit with hammers, women shoved in front of trains, people getting their heads kicked in on the way to work. Okay, Making this a Trump thing is your way of saying, I'm concerned about me. It's not your way of being concerned about anybody else, okay? This is disgusting, okay? And I mean this. This is the biggest problem with our politics today. Half the people listening to him listened to it and said, well, ah, Trump, and they move on with the conversation. We don't actually talk about the actual carnage taking place in this country. We don't talk about it, okay? But I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning, okay? I've got the whole—this its this is from CBS News, okay? And we're going to start all the way back at the beginning. St. Louis, Missouri, Democrat. Baltimore, Maryland, Democrat. That's number two. Birmingham, Alabama, okay? Detroit, Michigan, number four. Dayton, Ohio, number five. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, number six. New Orleans, number seven. Kansas City, number eight. Memphis, Tennessee, number nine. Rounding it out, Cleveland, Ohio. What do they all have in common? Not all. Nine of them have Democratic mayors. Oh, wow. So do you understand when Larry Krasner says, oh, but Trump, Republicans lie. He's the one lying. Get him out of here. Get him out. CBS.com. The link, if you want to read it yourself, murder map. Deadliest U.S. cities. Murder map. Deadliest U.S. cities. Nine of the top ten, all governed by Democrats. And this piece of garbage is out there hollering about Trump. It's embarrassing.
2: reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon.
7: it's the horror film that's ruining the country joe biden stars in the 46th sense i see dead people our 46th president has lost his mind and he's communicating with the dead
4: jackie are you here
7: and if that weren't scary enough, his stupid staffers thinks it's fine.
1: That is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there.
7: Democrats have always had spending problems, but this senile senior is sending a stack of dead presidents to dead people. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week the 46th $0. cents Pay them more. Now playing at the White House and coming soon to a
3: 25th Amendment near you. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So fired up to talk to this next guest, a superstar journalist and contributing editor at The Spectator. He has a new book out today. It is called So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. Uh, I don't know if there's advice in there on how to talk to the dead, but we'll get into it. Chadwick Moore is here. (laughs) Hey, Hey, man. Great to be back. How you doing? Uh, A lot has changed since we last spoke. They're now having seances at the White House. (laughs) Like, you never know what they're going to do. Like, Trump used props. Like, he'd bring out books and stuff. Yeah. But I've never seen a president bring out a Ouija board is the point I'm trying to <laughs> right. make.
9: What's happening, Chadwick <laughs> Moore?
3: Just in time for
9: spooky season. Halloween,
2: fall's
7: <laughs> coming.
9: Yeah that's, that's gonna
3: gonna be the, yeah, that's what it That's going to be the next defense. going to be like, Republicans hate Halloween. He was trying to usher in the Halloween season by summoning the dead. Yeah, war
9: on Halloween. We're fighting back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's
9: nuts.
3: My question to you. Okay. Is I always think about this when he has one of these moments is like there's nobody talking about the 25th Amendment in theory like the press was yesterday. They had like a moment of like, we can't just let you have this one, KGP. James Rosen, who actually had a great line because she kept saying he's top of mind. He's like, John Lennon's top of mind, but I don't look around the room for him because I know he's dead. (laughs) But there's no one's talking 25th Amendment, which like I guess that's my question is how bad is Kamala that not even Biden talking to dead people?
9: Well, that's what I begin thinking. Was she, Were they smarter than we gave them credit for? And she was uh, reassurance. Yes. She was backup.
3: She was the insurance she policy. She the insurance
9: policy because look at her. My God. I mean, personally, I would love
3: a mm-hmm. President
9: Kamala because <laughs> I'm just in an like, accelerationist mode. Just yeah, yeah. let it all burn. Maybe we need to go through a cycle want, of destruction yeah. and rebirth. And what better? It could be so amusing. You're one of these Kamala.
3: guys because it's technically impressive if you get to the afterlife <laughs> and we were here in the final season of Earth. Like, people will be impressed. Yeah. You know, all these people have cool experiences. One guy might have been around, like, just after the dinosaurs. There were bones everywhere, whatever. But if we were there for the series finale of Earth, I do think we have some cloud in the afterlife.
9: Absolutely.
3: And I think Kamala's the shortest distance between us and there. (laughs) She just declared a strategic alliance with North Korea. She sure did. Which, i got to be
9: honest, probably didn't sit well with the South Koreans. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it did too much. No. I, I, uh I find myself... Looking, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who is this woman. You know, you can figure out what so many people are about. Mm-hmm. I don't think she. She doesn't care about the race stuff. She doesn't. You know, she doesn't no. care. She has no affinity to the Black community. In America. No, she's not slave descended African American. Yeah. Yeah, she's still in jail. in jail. I don't think she's particularly corrupt and greedy the way that the Clintons or the Bidens are. Yeah. You know who? Like, what drives her? She doesn't look in the morning every day and think like, I really, I've made it. I've accomplished. Yeah. I worked <laughs> so hard. You know. <laughs> Like, I think there's a lot of, like, crying alone in the shower. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of, like, nervous breakdowns, like, <laughs> kicking cats and throwing things. <laughs> but what does she want? Who
3: is this woman? It's, it's hard to know. And I don't, honestly, from watching her, I don't think she knows. She looks so uncomfortable in her own skin. She so does. We've all been in places where you're in a funk and you feel like you can't do anything right. But we've never had to occupy that space as the vice president. <laughs> right. And, and they've hid her for most of this administration. But I think there was a calculated decision internally. Like, Biden saw his presidency slipping away. He didn't like the caricature of him as being a guy who's elevated and go to the top floor yeah, and is clearly out there now. He's out there. A lot more than they wanted him to be out there. Yeah, But the more he talks, the more you realize why they were hiding him. You know what I mean? I don't believe they were on board with this new public-facing Biden. No, Uh, You know, last week when he was on 60 Minutes and he said, uh, you know, the proof of the pudding is in the spoon you make to eat it with or whatever (laughs) he said. (laughs) And then a week (laughs) later, he's talking to dead people. (laughs) It's killing me. Chadwick Moore, he's in studio. (laughs) The new book is called So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. We're going to get there because one of the things that kind of parallels diversity training, and I wanted to get your take on this, is so Netflix took off the LGBTQ warning on the Jeffrey Dahmer or the label. Like, can you walk us through the story? Because we've talked about it in passing, but I want to make sure everyone understands it.
9: This is my favorite news item of the week. I oh, believe. You told me that certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, on Netflix, there'll be categories of movies and, you know, humor, horror. Then there'll be like, you know, uh, LGBTQ is one of those categories. Yeah. yeah. And um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, we all know his story, was placed under that category, and there was some outrage (laughs) from viewers and uh, that this should not be lumped in with the the gay teen love story or whatever else (laughs) is up there. And uh, they removed it. They capitulated, as Netflix always does, of course. But this is so insulting because what more – well, first of all, it's a gay story. Jeffrey Dahmer was a gay man who murdered and ate and dismembered and Mm -hmm. other men, Mm -hmm. young men. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But, you know, isn't that a quality? When you can admit that gays can be can be <laughs> just as horrendous and disgusting as everyone else. They, yeah. We, too, can be serial killers. That is a quality. I don't know Thank why you. these activists don't want... They have to think yeah. that any gay in the media has to be a magical little elf <laughs> that spreads <laughs> happiness and, and matchmakes and designs things. Um, Listen, they can be serial killers, too. And yeah, by you, they, I mean we. I can say this stuff. Yeah, you,
3: you, you can. Your people not only deserve a seat at the table, Thank you. they deserve a seat in the electric chair. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> That's equality. That is that's real equality. equality. That is real equality.
9: That's what he's We've achieved for. it, and these activists want to take it away from us. Oh, it's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Chadwick Moore.
3: He is a superstar <laughs> journalist, contributing editor. Uh, at the Spectator, the book. So you've been sent to diversity training. Can you quickly walk me through the book? I, I need to know about this book.
9: I was, so I was so fascinated with the you know diversity and inclusion training. Now mm-hmm. it's diversity equity inclusion training. That was changed basically the moment Biden won the presidency. Uh, diversity departments across the country became DEI apartments because mm-hmm. the Biden administration said that they wanted equity to be a big part of their agenda. So I wondered what this was about. And in the summer of our Floyd, it really mm-hmm. got ramped up into workplaces. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're familiar with this sort of stuff in college campuses and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but- But I wanted to talk to people from all walks of life about what their DEI experience was on the job. So I talked to guys who worked on oil rigs. I talked Mm -hmm. to retail floor workers, police officers, secretaries. And, um, you know, I just found that this whole culture is – equal parts ridiculous and sinister. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, try to have a lot of fun with it and laugh at this stuff. But also, um, there's something very twisted and evil, and it's really been escalated in yeah, recent years. Yeah, because what I
3: think, my opinion is, a lot of these things that are framed as like almost like civil rights issues, like right. equity and stuff, it's really the people pushing it. It's a means to get power, because yeah. they essentially will say, well, if you oppose any of this chicanery, yeah. what do you mean we can't tell your white kindergarten kid he's an oppressor? <laughs> if you right. oppose this, you must be a racist. Yeah, exactly. Really? You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, I think they use it as a cudgel a lot of times to oh, like, yeah. just get ahead. It's like they'll take an extreme position because they know it'll get pushback. It's like we went really quickly. If you remember when Sasha Baron Cohen had a series on Showtime, not Ali J, which is on HBO, uh, but the recent series on Showtime. Uh, it was like This is America, whatever the heck it is. Um, in the season finale, his joke, his sketch mm-hmm. was that the left was going to get so woke they would one day pretend men could have babies. And at the time, they were like, oh, this is so far-fetched and stupid. That was 2018. Like, we're four wow. years later, and we're now being told we want to lead a spike in hate crimes against trans people <laughs> if I won't go to a baby shower for my brother.
9: You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah.
3: And I just don't think that's realistic, Chadwick. Yeah, Rickmore.
9: absolutely. I'm with you on that. Well, as a guy who's always
3: looking for silver linings, the one thing I would say is at a time when the country's going through a lot down in Florida, we had Florida Congressman Byron Donalds on earlier reporting on Hurricane Ian and the carnage there. It is at least nice and heartening to know no one is advancing their political agenda on the back of this. Suffering. You haven't heard a word about climate change. No, (laughs) of course not. Why would you? (laughs) It is so crazy to me. This is what I don't get, Chadwick. It's like, first of all, we obviously don't have a definitive link between climate change and any of this. And this idea that like hurricanes only started three years ago. Yeah. I, know, I lived through a couple of good ones in the 80s. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. been around, okay? <laughs> but this idea that they can just run out there like, oh, see, climate change. Yeah. Okay, number one, that's insane, and it lacks any type of self-awareness. But it's the other thing that drives me crazy is, like, if your house is floating down the road, you really don't want a political sermon. Right. Like, get, even if you knew this was climate change, we could prove it. Okay, and if we could prove it, let's be clear, I would actually be with them. Yeah. If the, if the climate was causing this, all right, fine. But the fact that we see no modification in anyone else's lifestyle, they raise a lot of money off of this. Right. And oh, by the way, all of this infrastructure is coming from China, hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right, we need to cut down on violence, so we're hiring Tony Soprano to oversee our HR department. <laughs> like, what do you mean he kills people right. for a living? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But that's what we're doing. We're hiring the biggest polluter in the world to clean up our environment exactly i see through it but but bigger than that is that if they could prove themselves correct i'd be willing to go along take the ride save the world just like everybody else but this it's the time and the place thing that's the part that drives me crazy yeah is your house is floating away people are drowning they're trying to find people power lines are down and people like i know what you need you know you think about (laughs) in manhattan you live in manhattan there's a lot of clipboard people here uh-huh. to whatever the issue happens to be. Right. You're late for a meeting. Someone jumps. You got a moment for climate change. You're like, ah, oh, I'm late for a meeting. Yeah. Okay, this is the clipboard people. They're like, you <laughs> got a moment for climate change? <laughs> no, no, I'm late for a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to row my family to safety. <laughs> can you not hit me with political nonsense? Right. Yeah. But I, we just can't escape it. And, no, I, and I think that's part of the joy of your new book, so you've been sent to diversity training, is that no one's escaping it.
9: You can't escape it. Yeah, it's, it's come to the job. And, and what happened to, it, well, in this issue, what happened to the gold rule of treat others that you like to be treated, which was Stop how it. you kept your job, number one. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, but not anymore. Check your privilege. Check Just your privilege. Check your privilege. treating others the
3: way you want to be. Yeah. Some of us don't have that luxury <laughs> right. of treating others because we can't be treated right, which is yeah. so crazy. Yeah. I would posit to you, how old are you? Am I allowed to ask you that? Yeah, I'm 39. You're 39, so, so I'm 44. Okay, I would posit that... 95% of the country got past race. I'm not saying racism isn't a thing. There's, you know, five guys in a shed right now that are very upset with the right. race. And, yeah. and racism is a big thing in other communities, like uh-huh. Latino communities, Asian dialects, and stuff like that. They all hate each other. I drove a cab. I know. People yeah. get in and tell me all the time. White on black racism in this day and age is like a mom and pop. It's yeah. gone from most of our society. Right. I'm not denying that it's out there. Right. But what I'm saying is we got past it like the vast majority of society by integrating society and everybody realizing, we were all just people, but I feel like there is an, a calculated effort being made to bring
9: us backwards on some level. Do you feel that at all? Oh, absolutely. You see it everywhere, and even with uh, so in the book, I interviewed this detective for the NYPD, twenty-year vet, worked all mm-hmm. five boroughs, and it works on the anti-terrorism, and he also worked all the anti-Asian hate crimes that were recently. And you know, he was telling me about how the anti-terrorism training went from Islamic terrorism, because Islamic extremism, to overnight to anti uh, to, to white nationalist terrorism, and I said. How many white nationalists are walking around New York City? Yeah, yeah. He said zero. (laughs) <laughs> None. And if, you, if there was, they'd set out like a sore thumb. And, and then what, you know, what white nationalist would choose to live in a place where you're yeah. bombarded by every color of the rainbow when yeah. you leave your house? You'd have a, yeah, a stroke really the, every time you stepped outside. <laughs> this isn't the place to be. <laughs> it's not the place to be. But oh. all the NYPD's resources have been directed purely for political reasons yeah. and, and for messaging and, and the image you, that the Democrat but, Party wants to project.
3: But you want to fight in the wrong battle.
9: Right. That, it's, it's so weird. It's so strange. And they want disharmony. They yeah. want this. Discourse. They actually enjoy. And that's this what upsets sometimes. us so much.
3: That's what's psychotic yeah. about this is. Like, I, I, really am bothered. Like, I spent a lot of time here, you know, and I know, like, police works, like, really primal gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a very, you're the NFL referee of life. right? You make three million life or death calls a week. People right. only discuss the one they didn't agree with yeah. while they're sitting in a neoclassical position staring at a phone, <laughs> right. eating you know, a bag of Chex party mix. And they're like, well, this man should be banished to prison forever. <laughs> I, I only have 4% of the context of this police interaction, yeah. but I'm comfortable sending him to the gallows. <laughs> I'm telling you as a society, we're just doing it wrong. Right, I, we're doing it wrong, Chadwick Moore. Uh, Chadwick it's... Moore's in the studio. He's a superstar journalist. I'm really gussying this up. I'm trying to get past our point. Tucker conflict. Contributing <laughs> editor at the Spectator. <laughs> you were the last time you were on. We were talking about Martha's Vineyard. Yes. And again, to bring it full circle to the hurricane coverage, uh-huh. there are people all over my Twitter feed saying it's like this is karma for Ron DeSantis you... sending 50 people in an air conditioned bus uh-huh. to Martha's Vineyard. Uh-huh. Well, if karma hits you with a hurricane for sending 50 people in an air-conditioned bus, what is it going to wreak on the people that let 53 people suffocate in a tractor-trailer? Uh, yeah. Like, what are they getting? Yeah, exactly. Are they getting the actual apocalypse? Right. And can you let me know what day it is
9: so I can, you know, not be in wherever I need uh, to totally. be? Totally, yeah. You know, it just occurred to me, too, speaking of this, how they're trying to, with the clipboards and the climate change... Yeah. Have you noticed a pesky pigtailed absence yeah, yeah. during all this? Where's yeah. Greta? Yeah. You know, we just had the UN. You know, <laughs> she made her debut last time the UN met in person. She didn't before. go to the UN this she year. She wasn't there this year. Wow, there's misogynist so what's going UN on. People. Yeah. Time was you <laughs> can bring in a 15
3: year old to read an angry it's rant. It's raining in
9: Florida. I don't know why she's not on CNN. This right is now. outrageous. It's, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. And Greta will tell you we never had
3: a hurricane in Florida before yesterday. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's actually the first one, according yeah. to CNN. Yep. It's uh, crazy because one of the clips I played earlier. A dude, Bill Weir, on CNN, was straight up saying, he's like, well, you know, scientists have been warning about climate change. Now we see the effects up close. And what Uh are the effects? The effect is now when a storm hits, certain news personalities automatically attribute the climate (laughs) change.
9: That's the (laughs) effect. You're right. The
3: effect isn't being felt (laughs) on the ground. Right. We don't actually know that. Yeah. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I think people just need to curl up with a good book. That's my advice. I, I think you're right. So you've been sent to diversity training. It's laugh out loud funny. You get to hang out with Chadwick more. That's always exciting. Hey, it's always That's exciting a- to hang out with you. No, always good for morale. But uh, I won't keep you. I know you got to go find Jackie. Where's Jackie? Is Jackie here? Poor Biden.
9: Well, we've got a we've got some uh, seance later this evening. <laughs> hey, just caught up some no. psychics. <laughs> I just,
3: like, come on. It's like, as a nation, yeah. we should be able, like, certain things you're supposed to get together. You know, like, people could work together because there's a hurricane? Yeah. We should be able to work together if the guy with the nuclear codes has Alzheimer's. Right, we should. Right. It's, it's
9: like I get we have our differences. Uh-huh. We can have them, okay? But we should be able to like, you know, all right. Well, so are, are we more comfortable or less comfortable knowing that he's not actually running things and we I don't know who's running it? That's the other question. What would be – I know. Who would you rather have, Biden,
3: who is an iTunes user agreement of a president, to scroll <laughs> to the bottom and click I agree, right. yeah, or yeah. Ron Klain
9: or whoever's doing this? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe we actually won Biden. I don't know. I don't know either because, you know, if Kamala got in, she would be – she'd be – she'd want to wear the pants yeah, you're in right this about operation. That. Well,
8: you make a good point. Yeah.
3: You see, the thing is, actually, you know, we always say, you know, Biden's not in charge. That's a good thing because, we're, you know, world leaders don't believe he's in charge. Right. But maybe it would help us if they did believe he was in charge because they'd be yeah. scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the thing. We got a guy with the nuclear codes who's not going to get us into trouble because he's not going to remember them. Right, right. Not that they're not written down because according to the people mad about Trump, he sold them like it was a Netflix password. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dumbest time there's (laughs) ever been (laughs) to be alive. The book is called So You've Been (laughs) Sent to Diversity Training. Buy it now or you're dead to me. Chadwick Moore
2: will always have this.
3: Oh, thank you. (laughs)
2: The show, not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle.
5: He's the other side's worst nightmare.
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon on a busy Thursday episode of the show. Uh, We're going to be doing this live in person next week. We're going down to Oklahoma. If if you're listening on KRMG in Tulsa, I'm going to be at the Cape Brewing Company next Friday night from 4 to 6 p.m. You can get tickets on the KRMG app. Great station. Shout out to Levi May and the gang. Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Live stand-up at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. That is a 7 o'clock show. You can get tickets at Ticketstorm.com. We're partnering uh, with our legendary affiliate, 96.9 The Eagle, in Oklahoma City. On that one, we'll be in Enid, Oklahoma, next Saturday night. It's going to be a mess. So if you're around, you want to hang out with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fail, I'd love to see you, man. Love hanging out with our crowd. Uh, But the next hour of the show is not about me. It's about another comedian, Dave Landau, Diamond Dave who's been on the road has to weigh in on the white house seance that was hosted by Joe Biden yesterday. It's a wild time to be alive in this country, but we'll get through it as a team uh, because, you know, we have no other choice at this point. So don't go anywhere. Damn it.
2: Live from everywhere. USA. It's Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are fired up to get back on the air in this hour to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches here on Fox Across America. Diamond Dave Landau, superstar touring comedian, going to stop by in this hour to discuss the fact that Joe Biden is talking to dead people at the White House.
1: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: We will also get into an embarrassing gaffe by our vice president, Kamala Harris, who was over in North Korea and the DMZ at the demilitarized zone and declared her support for our ironclad strategic defense of North Korea. (laughs) Not good. Uh, We do have an agreement and a commitment to South Korea. uh, But do we have any type of strategic uh, entanglement with North Korea? The answer would be no. It's a wild time to be alive. We've got a real mess at the tippy top of this administration. We will hold it together and we will, of course, continue to update everybody on the chaos down in Florida. I mean, there's really no good way to say it. We spoke with Republican Representative Byron Donalds from the 19th District earlier in the show. Uh, They're going through hell down there, man. There's no good way to say it. Uh, If you want to help out, the link we've been sharing throughout the program today is FloridaDisasterFund.org. FloridaDisasterFund.org. And make no mistake about it, it's a disaster. We've got 2.5 million people without power as we speak. Uh, The infrastructure is going to take weeks to restore, as Ron DeSantis said moments ago. They are encouraging people who've evacuated the area not to return because they need to keep the roads clear for emergency vehicles. And there's a search and rescue mission underway for all the people who did shelter in place and that were hit with storm surges of up to 18 feet. It is a real mess, man. Uh, And, you know, everybody, if you want to help and you can donate, it's great. But there are other ways to help as well. One of the big ones is to just absolutely positively shut up about the politics of the storm. Bingo. Okay, nothing more annoying, nothing more annoying than the people that are watching this carnage. People's houses are floating down the street. We've got idiots getting on TV yelling at us about climate change. We don't have any scientific proof that this is linked to climate change. Like, here's a newsflash, folks. I'm not a meteorologist. But this is not the first hurricane. Hurricanes have been going on forever. In fact, this is not the most intense hurricane in history, not is it, nor is it in the top 25. I'm not trying to minimize the damage or the suffering because people are in a real bad spot. But the point is folks getting on TV and telling you this is due to climate change are actually refuting their argument that climate change is making these storms more intense. Now, that's no consolation to someone who just had their house destroyed by a storm, so I'm not going to sit here and sort out the particulars and try to console you by saying, well, there's been worse storms. Okay, you don't need a worse storm. The storm you've been hit by down in Florida is bad enough, so our thoughts are with you. But here is Bill Weir, a jackass on CNN, uh, blaming it all uh, on climate change. Clip six.
4: I'm just in front of the memorial for Hurricane Charlie, which in 2004 devastated this town and sent a wake-up call to this community about the threats of living on the coast in a rapidly warming planet. Uh, as a result of that storm, they were the first community in Florida to put in a climate adaptation plan, a sea-level coastal resiliency plan that they've are you know have been working on for years now, and this will be the test. Uh, it's hard to build power lines or, or building codes for 17-foot storm surge, though that's the the crazy variable here right now no one has ever seen that so we don't know what that looks like but this is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time and now we get to see how close you shut your mouth
3: you bastard i mean seriously shut up fool what an idiot Oh, the climate scientists have been warned of the. Yo, know, the only thing the climate scientists are doing is getting paid.
0: Please give us money.
3: That's every one of these doom and gloom predictions. Okay, first we were going to freeze to death. So they were like, Please give us money. Then it was, Oh, no, actually, the temperature's increasing. No more ice age. We're going to melt. Please give us money. And then they were like, Actually, all right, the temperature's not going up. It's changing all the time. Yeah, isn't that cold weather? They're like, Never mind. Please give us money. And it's their number one. Fundraiser in the Democratic Party. So when he gets on TV and says, Oh, this is what climate change looks like up top, what he's really saying is, Pay up, suckers. Give me money. It's disgusting when I see agenda politics taking precedent over the need to give these people space, over the need for these people, okay, to try to rebuild their lives, figure out if their loved ones are safe, okay, navigate. A infrastructureless less world, OK, where they don't have power lines, where they don't know what's in the water, OK, where they're dealing with, you know, in some instances, I'm not even kidding. Byron Donald was saying this from Florida earlier. Could be alligators in that water, could be sharks in that water, because when these bays, when these oceans, when these places overflow and bring their contents onto land, you got a bad situation. So, if you're thinking about jumping off your pool for off your roof for a viral video where you do the backstroke down Main Street, think twice, you know, because it's a bad situation. But again, when people have an agenda that they shamelessly push, it becomes infuriating. Okay. If you're someone who actually cares about people, okay, it's infuriating. It's no different than when we're talking about the recession. Okay. If you remember, it's a good example of this, and I'll tie them together. If you remember, the White House spent a month last month telling us that the technical definition of a recession had changed. That's what they told us. They said, well, you know, I know economists have always said since the beginning of time, the definition of a recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth in a row. But the White House then said, but that's not really the definition. That is a lie. The definition of a recession has always been We're in two negative quarters of GDP growth in a row. We're right now trending towards a third negative quarter of GDP growth in a row.
2: That can't be good.
3: No, it's bad. Okay. And you understand the White House has been more concerned with doing what? Convincing you it wasn't a recession, like you wouldn't notice that your money was gone. You wouldn't notice that inflation crippled your savings. You know, you wouldn't notice it was harder to afford groceries. Oh, well, the White House says we're not in a recession, so I guess my life is OK. Like, come on. This is what they think of you. This is, and it's infuriating when it happens. But I bring it up because the White House may be trying to convince you we're not in a recession. But I told you this earlier in the show. People in the media try to strategically distance themselves from the known failures they have created because they know it limits their ability going forward to shill politically again. Meaning, okay, Joe Biden right now in the run-up to the election, he's the greatest guy. The adults are back in the room. Remember when they told us that when Biden won the election?
1: Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room.
3: It, It seems as though we have a... Uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work.
1: Really, the the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now
0: we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um,
1: There is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults
0: have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious.
2: I'm surrounded.
3: Yeah, we got an adult in the White House. It's glorious. Inflation's up eight points. The borders out of control. Gas is a dollar thirty than it was when he took over, and the murder rates up by thirty percent. We've got an adult, and it's glorious. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, but understand that's how hard they were shilling for Joe Biden. Now they're starting to distance themselves from Joe Biden. If you saw them beat up Kareem Jean-Pierre yesterday because she tried to convince them it was okay that Joe Biden was talking to dead people.
8: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
3: But the strategic distancing has begun. Here is the Washington Post both trying to shill for Biden but admitting what Biden won't, which is that we're in a recession. Okay, I'm going to read you this headline. This is not... A parody. This is a real thing. Okay. The Washington Post ran a piece, you can read it online today, called Seven Ways a Recession Could Be Good for You Financially. Can you imagine being that stupid? Seven Ways a Recession Could Be Good for You Financially. Okay, you might lose your job, you can't afford goods, but no, 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 this is a good thing. You don't understand? It's a good thing. Okay, here's the author's seven reasons. They're so ridiculous. Okay, well, reason number one is housing prices may finally come down to reasonable levels. Oh, really? But if goods are at a 40 year high, are you able to save enough money to buy a house? The answer would be no. By the way, just so we're clear, interest rates are at a 20 year high. So now you buy half the house for the same price of the expensive house because of the actual interest rate. Biden is such a disaster. Think about that. Okay, your interest rate was 3%. Now it's 7%. Guess what that means in your mortgage payment? Could mean almost $1,000 more depending on the value of the home. Reason one, out the window. The second, saving rates are up, the author noted. At least one bright side of the Federal Reserve raising rates to fight inflation is banks are paying people more to hold their money. But understand, if inflation is higher than wage growth, people aren't saving money. That's true. That is true. Never mind that the stock market has lost $7.6 trillion since Biden took over. Biden sucks. Third one. Bonds' inflation rate might go even higher. The Series 1 savings bond was created as a hedge against inflation. Till the end of October, the bonds are paying 9.62%. But again, if the cost of goods, core food prices, is 13% higher, if the cost of a gallon of gas is $1.30 higher than he went when he took office, nobody has money to throw it in a bond and forget about it for 10 years.
9: I admire your honesty.
3: Okay, here we go. Okay, because right now, again, we're 0 for 3. The fourth reason is that the dollar is king, and the dollar may go further when you travel overseas. I mean, dude.
9: That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Does the dollar
3: go further right now when you travel overseas? The answer would be no. No. We're getting our ass handed to us when it comes to exchange rates, number one. But number two, if you're flat out admitting we're in a recession, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of the victims of the recession— Don't have money to go take a European vacation. Fifth, unemployment is still relatively low. Yeah, and you know who that helps? Nobody, okay? This is what we're dealing with in this instance. Okay, the unemployment rate, which is artificially lower, is artificially lower. Why? Because the government paid people to stay home, which has made it incredibly hard for small businesses to hire. There are people out there. Okay, not contributing to society, which makes it harder for businesses to stay open, harder for restaurants to staff themselves. Okay, never mind that when they talk about the unemployment rate being low, these are not created jobs; these are recovered jobs. Meaning the meaning the pandemic cost people their job. When they got the job back, it wasn't a new job; it was the old job. Do you understand? That's not a new job. If Jenny throws me out of the house. And us me move back in next week. I can't tell my friends I got a new house. Because I'm in the house I was sleeping in a week ago. You dig? Six reason. Your used car is worth more. Oh, gee. But guess what? New cars are up just as high as used cars. So when you sit around and cash in your used car to buy a new one, you're still screwed. I mean, come on, man. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, here's seven. Finally. Oh. Seven is also you use cars worth more. So this is stupid, okay? It's stupid. Understand. Oh, student loan debt? Mikey was a typo. It's okay. Mikey's got a lot on his mind. There's a hurricane in Florida. The dollhouse could be underwater right now. There's no way we can expect him to hold himself together. So the seventh reason was your student loan is what, Mikey? Student loan debt forgiveness. Okay, so that's a that's a positive. They want you to believe student loan debt forgiveness is a positive for Americans. Okay, only sixty eight percent of Americans have student loans. Okay, the idea that now because of student loan forgiveness, a hundred percent of Americans now have a student loan—that's not right. Think about that for a second. That's not a positive. They just went zero for seven. But this is what's so infuriating about agenda politics, okay? You're getting crippled financially, and the Washington Post is like, no, no, this is
2: good news.
5: Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining.
2: It's the show that never hits the books.
1: I love the poorly educated.
2: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America... With Jimmy Fallon getting ready to talk to Diamond Dave Landau about, uh, I got to be honest, uh, troubling moment in the White House yesterday that was just echoed uh, by another moment. The president was speaking uh, to FEMA before, and he finished uh, his speech, and a woman says, "Mr. President, this way," and he went the wrong way and wandered into the crowd. <laughs> Uh, videos all over Twitter right now. It's like I can't even keep up with this stuff. I was doing an interview this morning and uh, on another radio show. And somebody had asked me, you know, if is this good? You know, Biden, there's always this new material. There's always something going on. If you're a comedian, you're on the road. Isn't it great that you got... And the, God, the God's honest truth is no, because people can't keep up with all of the carnage in terms of things this guy's doing wrong. He was shaking hands with invisible people. Yesterday, he was talking to dead people. Okay, this is a lot to keep. Yes, you could write a joke about it on Monday, and it's a killer joke. But by Tuesday, there's a new embarrassment is the problem. And like I feel for the country. The country deserves better than this. Here it is. Here's Biden yesterday. Clip 12.
4: And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here.
1: I've lost my marbles.
3: That's a really tough one, man. Is Jackie going to be here? Jackie, and what did Corinne Jean-Pierre say? Which is just so crazy. She's like, well, it's uh, she was on the top of his mind. That's why I brought it up. You don't have a clue. Listen, I mean, not even the press was having it. Okay, listen to this one. Okay, here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. She got a, took a lot of shots yesterday for this. Here she is uh, taking <laughs> this is a rough one. They're finally asking her to release the transcript and the teleprompter to prove uh, this wasn't just him going on the fritz. Clip 16.
8: Would you be prepared to release the prepared remarks that the president had in teleprompter just so we can understand?
1: Uh, I'm not understanding why why that would be would be necessary. We always share uh, the remarks that the president uh, had. Um, uh even, you know, delivered. That's probably going to be up on the website. Uh not really sure what that has to do with anything. I just answered the question about her being on top of mind. I don't think that's any that's unusual. I feel like many of us have gone through uh that particular uh, you know, time where someone is on top of mind and you call them out.
7: That was absolutely dreadful.
3: I mean, come on, man someone's on top of mind that's what's going on it's
1: nothing more than white noise coming from the white house
3: yo this is the president man okay at a pretty precarious time in our history okay where our enemies are on the march guys like putin clearly emboldened on the world stage guys like xi jinping on the world stage Having a president pull out a Ouija board at a White House event is not the kind of leadership we need to be demonstrating. Remember, speak softly and carry a big stick. Okay, it wasn't supposed to be and wave it at imaginary people.
2: It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be doing this live in Oklahoma next week. I will be at the K Brewing Company Friday, October 7th. You can get tickets for that on the KRMG app. Saturday night, October 8th, it's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Shout out to everyone listening on 96.9 The Eagle. That's a 7 p.m. stand-up show. Tickets for that at TicketStorm.com. It's going to be a rowdy one, but right now is not any time to be talking about me and my comedy schedule, because joining us now on the show Pound for Pound, one of the most talented female comics on the planet. Uh, You know him. You love him. Diamond Dave Landau back on the show. Hey, man. Hey. I called you a female like it was the 90s and that was still an insult. Like, good morning, ladies. Yes, (laughs)
8: Yes. <laughs> That's how I like to do it though. I just feel like I, I like good shock jock morning drive radio. I know we I don't, don't get we
3: don't get enough of it anymore. And you want to know why we don't get it either? Uh, I mean, you don't get it on this show is cuz you know, you try to hold on to your job. Today, traditionally, when there's like a tragic hurricane, at least 3 radio hosts will be fired across the country today for telling some ill-timed hurricane joke.
8: Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm very sad that Gilbert Godfrey passed away. <laughs> he, would take, he would take the hit for the morning, guys. Exactly, yeah. He would lose an Affleck deal over this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, That's funny. God rest the great Gilbert Godfrey, who, by the way, I always liked watching his stand-up act because half the people coming to see him understood what it was and that he was really dark and really funny. But there were a lot yeah. of people that knew him as a cutesy Aflac guy, as a USA Up All Night guy, who didn't actually have any idea they were about to watch the most depraved comedy act they'd ever seen.
8: Oh, yeah. It, it was amazing to watch people walk out. And it's like, I'm sorry, was it, were you really expecting the guy from Problem Child? <laughs>
3: <laughs> did, you, did you think he was going to make Aflac duck noises for an hour? <laughs> I mean, what would you think you signed up for? Hey, I'll tell you who might think he's a duck. Uh, is the guy in charge of the whole country? Yes, he is. Uh, he's really
8: something. I, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he's solid. Um, four more years. Um, and I'm, I'm just referring to life. At what point do
3: you prosecute his wife? I mean, so they had another moment today. You probably haven't even seen it yet because it came in like a minute ago, but there's a video making the rounds on Twitter where he was speaking to FEMA, uh, and he had his FEMA coordinator on stage behind him. This is like a five-minute-old video, and when the speech is over, same thing. He doesn't know how to get off stage. I don't know why, but he's the only president who takes longer to exit a speech than he does to give a speech, okay?
8: Well, I think he goes to wherever the brightest light is.
3: (laughs) So rough, man. So... The speech is over, and the woman goes, you hear right on the microphone, Mr. President, this way. And she shows them the way with her hand. He makes a right, goes the other way, literally walks into a crowd of office people, and is now just like sort of handshaking, confused people who are sitting at their desks as he walks away from the room exit.
9: Yes. I'm I'm sorry.
8: Go ahead. Well— well, no, it's uh, no. I'm just, uh, yeah, no. It's it's pretty amazing that he does it to nobody who's there, and he also, yeah, and he looks for people who are literally dead.
3: Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I'm like, at what point is a country okay? The guy's having a séance in the White House. At what right. point do we like? Well, I said this earlier. We used to Trump bringing out props, like he'd be like, "Here's the new COVID test," but we've never seen a guy bring out a Ouija board. You know what I'm saying? You no, know,
8: it's, it's, it's weird. Rare. It's either that or, like, see, he's standing in line all night long trying to get Hunter Nirvana tickets. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, yeah it's, it's odd. Maybe he just saw, like, he looked up, sorry, hanging from the chandelier, just swinging. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's definitely, it, it, I think it is, I don't know if there's something that when you start crossing over, um, mm. you know, like, because if you look at his face, most of it's dead. <laughs>
3: it's rough, man.
8: I mean, it's bad, and that's not even an insult on the elderly. That's just the fact that he looks like Gary Oldman and Hannibal.
3: (laughs) Dave Landau is on the line (laughs) trying to have a tactful discussion about our (laughs) commander-in-chief.
8: We're in a tough spot as a country, man.
3: You know, plenty of families have the takeaway grandpa's car keys talk, but the takeaway grandpa's nuclear code talk, it is a challenging conversation (laughs) to have. and. We're not the bad guys. It's like we joke about this because we try to take the edge off of it. And more importantly, it's like, yeah, we want people to, to pay attention to this. Like in, in every reporter yesterday would not accept Kareem Jean-Pierre's answers because she's like, well, uh, you know, the dead lawmaker was on the top of his mind. W- but what does that mean? One of the reporters actually said to her, he goes, John Lennon's on the top of my mind as a Beatles fan, but I don't look around the room for him, you know. <laughs> And that's a that's a bad place for the president for the for for the White House to be when the press is even saying that.
8: And absolutely, and well, her job now is just—it seems impossible. Yeah. So, what anybody thinks about her, she really just has to answer all kind of questions that don't make any sense because you have to find logic in. You're hiding dementia, like you're basically you're committing insurance fraud with the nation. <laughs> and then nobody has their story straight that's the problem
3: it's <laughs> rough man i like i laugh i don't have any other coping mechanism you know i i know people listen and get a kick out of us because we're nuts uh but we have to be because what is your other alternative to this it's like you know you get mad man this is where comedy is actually important where are you where are you playing next
8: um, I'm going to be all over. Um, we got a big uh, theater show in Jersey, uh, in Baltimore, coming up in Ooh. December. But, uh, yeah, this week, uh, next weekend, uh, no, this weekend, I'm sorry, Bay City, Michigan, I'll be in uh, at the State Theater on Ooh, Saturday.
3: Fancy, schmancy, Dave Landau. Yeah. cozy uh, yeah, Dave Landau?
8: Nothing like a half-filled theater.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you want to have that talk, uh, have you done the theater in Atumwa, Iowa? I have not. Okay. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. Well, the guy, the guy who booked it is like, oh, it's a huge fox, very big conservative town. And it might be, but the population of the town is like 31 people. I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, the thing about comedy, and everybody needs to know this about being a touring comedian, is you work in every circumstance. You know what I mean? Like one Friday, you might be playing a sold-out room with 1,000 people in it. Saturday, you might be headlining a bris. You know what I mean? It just, you don't know. You could be working anything. (laughs) It was my favorite thing when I was kind of just trying to, you know, you're developing your act, you're making your way up in New York, you're doing pub shows and comedy ambush shows, which to the audience, they don't know this. But a lot of the beginning shows in stand-up is like somebody goes to a Italian restaurant and they're like, hey, you want to yeah. do comedy on Thursday nights? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess we could make some money off of that. So the next thing you know, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, somebody shows up with a microphone. And people who thought they were having a quiet Italian dinner are now sitting yeah. in the front row of a comedy show with 33 comics on it.
8: Yes. Your, jo- <laughs> your job is to ruin someone's anniversary. That's pretty much what – What you're supposed to
3: do. It's called, I would call it a comedy ambush show where people who, it's non-consensual comedy. They did not sign up for comedy. They went out to dinner and now they wound up at a comedy show. That's where it starts.
8: Oh, and then there's the – when you first move to a place, when you're, like, brand new at it, there's the bringer show, which is you move to a big city, say, New York or L.A., mm-hmm. and they say, bring five friends, and you're like, I don't know anybody here. Yeah. <laughs> they said, well, then you can't get on stage. And if there's any time you want your friends and family to see you do stand-up, it's probably in your first three weeks.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I
3: say that. Like, doing comedy for the first time is like, you know, like making love for the first time. I don't know that you'd want an audience. You know what I mean? The show. <laughs> Show off all your moves, but that's no, the, you're not going yeah, go to stick to your time, but you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm laughing because it all makes sense now because you're right, because I started out to the first show I did at Caroline's. I don't even know if Caroline knew we were there. You know what I'm saying? It was like one in the afternoon on a Sunday. I don't even know that the bar right. was open. But anyway, okay, you do those shows, and the only audience you can bring are people you know, family, friends, whatever, which is why it makes sense thinking back that every time you run into somebody you grew up with, even though you have a thriving career, you're headlining shows all over America, people watch you on TV, you know what I mean? Great stuff. The people you grew up with, when they run into you, they go, hey, are you still doing that comedy thing? You know, and at first you think it's because they're trying to undercut your success that they must be aware of, but they're actually probably stunned because they probably watched the first three shows and just assumed you'd moved on with your life like they did. (laughs) Exactly. Like, looking back, it makes sense because I always thought people were trying to slight me. You know, I'll run into somebody like, hey, you still doing a, you know, showbiz and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, I was on TV 31 times last week. But in, in their mind, they're not paying attention because they, they, it was like a mercy killing where they watched your first act at noon on a Sunday. And they're like, well, this guy must be done with this.
8: Right. There's no way he's going to go any farther or stick to it. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I've, I've seen you get paid in pizza. I don't understand why you would keep going. I know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Oh. I, I I remember It's what's funny, too, is when you do your first open mic, and then 20 years later, there's still the guy who does open mic, and he's not even the best guy at
3: the open mic. <laughs> he hasn't even gamed the room.
8: <laughs> No, you're like, why do you still believe in you? Well, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You've got a lot of nerve believing in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gone to, And he's doing, like, the same jokes. It's like, it's been two decades, and it, it didn't work when I saw you the first
3: time. Oh, it's, you <laughs> that is so funny. It's so funny. Well, I think what I, what I deduced early on is half the people at Open Mics are trying to develop a comedy act and turn it into a career. The other half are just using it as an f- affordable form of therapy. You know, yes. you've probably seen those people. I remember there was a woman, Linda, on the Lower East Side whose cat died. And she used to show up every Thursday to the Parkside Lounge and talk about her cat dying. And there were no punchlines. And about the fifth Thursday she showed up, someone yelled out, nobody cares about your effing cat. It was so (laughs) rough. (laughs) But she was just, you know, Sheriff Whiskerson had gone to the great beyond and, you know, she wanted to talk about it. I love
8: that the accent makes it even more true somehow.
3: Oh. <laughs> no one.
8: See, there are people, do, though they do go up on stage and they'll do just an hour of sadness. Yeah. And then Netflix goes, hey, Hannah Gatsby, would you like <laughs> to do that for an hour? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hannah Gatsby is like a $100 million Netflix deal, which works out to a dollar for every joke she doesn't tell. This- <laughs> <laughs> not a yeah, joke not, in her act. Not a
8: joke. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah I said, as my friend said to me, he goes, she's signed yeah, two new specials for $100 million. He goes, what is she going to do? I'm like, well, nothing. That's what they paid her for. <laughs> I, they're buying it off the first special. She doesn't have to write any new material. That's the good news.
3: It's amazing. I remember Colin Quinn once said, because, you know, they use the term alternative comedy. She yes. says, uh, he's like, the alter- yeah, the alternative to comedy is not funny. <laughs> it means you comedy <laughs> is you laughing. The alternative is not to laugh, and that's what alternative <laughs> comedy is.
8: There's nothing more I'd like to go see than just watch somebody tell their saddest. It's great when you see too somebody tell a good sad story and it's hilarious. Like yeah. Pryor did it. Yep. You know, so many people did it with this way that you never even knew it could be done before. Okay. But then when you go somewhere and the the story just ends and you're like, wow, that wasn't even a twist. <laughs> So it's like, did you ever find your attacker? What
3: a horrible thing! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, coming to the stage next. <laughs> one more time for Linda's cat, everybody. Give it up for Linda's cat. Yeah, come
8: on. Oh yeah, hey Linda, maybe get a new one,
3: huh? <laughs> you know, Linda, you know you've spent twenty dollars now. You've spent five dollars every Thursday to get on stage. You realize for the same twenty, you could have gotten another cat.
8: Yeah. <laughs> It just makes to more joy to your life, oh, as you can tell by the audience member that just shattered all of your dreams. <laughs> oh,
3: man, what a rough time to be. Well, I think the audience listening to this show can take heart in knowing we now have an open micer in charge of the country. And uh, you better oh, learn yeah. to laugh. You better learn to laugh because the cat stories are coming from Biden before it's all over.
7: Oh,
8: I'd rather have a cat.
3: <laughs> in charge, as a matter of fact. <laughs>
8: Well, at least if you rang a bell, the cat would know what direction to go in.
3: (laughs) And on our 538th cheap shot of the session, I will let you go, my friend. You're the greatest. Thank you. See you soon, Dave.
8: Thank you, my friend. Take it easy.
3: There he goes, the great Dave Landau. It's just a reality, man. I know sometimes when the world is grim, him and I laugh a little much at it, but we have to. It's a coping mechanism. That's what comedians do. Uh, Listen, man, if you actually care about this country— You objectively just want it to do well because you realize a rising tide lifts all boats. It's hard to feel good about anything. It really is. You know, whether we're talking economy, whether we're talking crime, you know, whether we're talking anything, even the culture war stuff where people are now telling you men, men can get pregnant.
8: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
3: I mean, it's crazy, but you're considered the bad guy. Okay, think about that. Democrats are bringing... Kindergarten kids to drag strip shows. That's not right. Now it's horrible, but again, you're considered a hater if you voice objection to that. Like, oh, you're a transphobe, you're a misogynist. No, not any of those things. We just recognize, like, oh, I don't know, right from wrong. And when you see a lot of wrong gaining a foothold in your society, I think sometimes the easiest way to push back is to cartoon it. You know, if you sit here and scream and yell, the people uh, who disagree with your position aren't going to take your side. But where comedy succeeds in swaying popular opinion is oftentimes highlighting absurdity in a way people can enjoy and laugh at brings them around to seeing your point of view. That's why we tell jokes
2: when the world is on fire.
0: And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
2: You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: We are in the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. Uh, Before we go... Uh, I'm going to be on Duckbelt tomorrow uh, with our lovable comedy 12 Greg Duckbelt, if you want to watch that. Uh, I am also scheduled to be on The Faulkner Focus, and she is, as you'd imagine, psyched to have me. That is offensive,
9: and it is not true.
3: Whatever, I'm showing up anyway. Uh, I could get bumped. You never know. There's a lot of storm coverage going on, and we end the show where we began the show. Uh, if you want to help the people down in Florida, uh, the link is Florida Disaster Fund. Dot org. Florida Disaster Fund That is the uh, link that was given to us by Representative Byron Donalds. This fund was started by Casey DeSantis. She is, of course, the wife of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The storm is bigger than politics, you guys, and uh, I applaud everybody who could put their differences aside in either A, help, or B, just put their differences aside. There's so many jackasses that I've played clips from over the course of the past two days yelling at you about climate change or, you know, this is karma for Ron DeSantis. I, re- you know, I read that tweet earlier when Chadwick Moore was on. Really disgusting. You know when I say every day the whole motto of the show, be a Republican, be a Democrat, you know, that whole thing? Seriously, especially when people's houses are floating away in any state, red state, blue state, doesn't matter. You got to get back to a place called common cause, okay? Where you recognize that humanity is more important than uh, who wins, okay, at the polls. And to be honest with you, you're not going to convert anybody to your cause by besieging them with hot political takes while there's real human suffering going on. So that would be my lecture. That would be my what have we learned. uh, for anybody out there who hasn't learned it, uh, if you want another in-person lecture, last shameless plug of the day, I will be at the Cape Brewing Company in Tulsa, Oklahoma, next Friday, October 7th, Saturday night, October 8th. We're at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. That is a 7 o'clock show, TicketStorm.com. Following Saturday, the Bridgeview Center in Atumwa, Iowa. Saturday That's a Saturday, October the 15th. You can get tickets for that at TicketMaster.com. Whatever you do, man, just go out, live your life, have a good night tonight cook something you like, I don't know, watch a show you're into. Whatever you like to do. You look at nudie magazines.
5: Hubba, hubba. Uh,
3: Whatever. Hey, that's Lincoln Fela. He'll be on the show tomorrow to wrap up the week. But whatever you do, be
1: a Republican. Be a Democrat.
3: Just don't be
1: a